0: I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today we're talking about Batman Adventures 3, which came out November 3rd, 1992. It's written by Kelly Puckett, pencils by Ty Templeton, inks by Rick Burchett, colored by Rick Taylor, lettered by Tim Harkins, edits by Scott Peterson. It is the same team as issue one and two that we covered previously. It hit stands alongside Detective Comics 654, which featured the general, quote unquote, a 11-year-old kid with a ruthless military genius looking to unite the gangs of Gotham uh, in order to to finally kill the Batman, I guess, the ultimate adversary. I, you, read the, you read the issue, Jason. What did you yeah. think of that one? yeah.
1: I thought it was the most '90s thing I've read in a while (laughs) from the from the beautiful from the beautiful uh, Sam Keith cover. Oh yeah, Sam Keith being being a hero of you 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 and I's like are are like one of our very very formative uh, influence on us. The Max, like that entire series, which I still have all in trades. It's one of the few comic books I don't really give away.
0: Yeah, because I have, I, I still so have much. the single issues kicking around. It, it has survived long box moves. Like, oh, like it's probably been in, it's been in every house since I was like 16 years old. Like every single move oh. I've ever made, I still am dragging around those Max comics. Yeah, the, the Sam Keith did, I think the next five covers for Detective Comics around this time before they yes, uh, we should... get into like Nightfall. We should what?
1: Uh, we, we should do a little, uh, cause he's done enough, uh, Batman work that we can do a little like mix of like, you know, Sam Keith, like semi deep dive.
0: Yeah. That'd be cool. We should just, we should just get in touch with Sam and have him on the show. I that, that, that'd be a, did you panic a little bit just like... then? Did you panic? Yeah. Be honest with me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't, cause
0: <laughs> I cause, saw the know, fear never... in your
1: eyes. Well, never meet your idols. Never man. meet your heroes. Like, yeah. 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 Never, never meet your heroes. Like they're always going to be, uh, less than the pedestal than you've put them on. Like they're not going to be like, you know, that big, that tall, but also like, and, and I don't, I, I wouldn't honestly really expect them to be, but also like, I I, I don't know, maybe me and me and his personality just wouldn't like jive or gel if we like sat down and talked, Yeah, you, you know, and, yeah. Like, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be Oh, that'd be a My good pod. Fault though. Or his fault that that would just be like you know two personalities that are just kind of like, yeah, okay, it'd be like
0: a, it'd be a good pod though. You yeah. and him oh, going yeah. at it. <laughs> okay. hey, uh, hey, if that
1: if that pays a month or two of rent, then fine. You know? <laughs> You're I, I, like, I'll fight Sam I have, Keith. I don't. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I have no morals. I've been working out. I've gotten into MMA recently. I think I have the false bravado. Okay, right, who's gotten all drunk all right. and Watching a fight, uh, right?
0: Okay, all right, <laughs> tough guy. Let's let's put it away for for a second, for a second, so we can get to. I'm talking like a Batman goon right right here. Yeah, you yeah. are a you are a goon right now. You are currently a yeah goon. Uh, yeah just some guy with a lead pipe who thinks he could like take down this freak. <laughs> so. Alongside uh, Batman Adventures Issue 3, Batman 487 was also on stands. Uh, Jim Aparo on art again featured Headhunter, a hitman for hire looking to assassinate Jim Gordon. Batman eventually rallies to the rescue, spends a good chunk of the issue realizing that he's like burnt the fuck out and he hates doing (laughs) crime fighting, I guess. Did you read that one? No, no, I didn't. You, didn't. you didn't read that, one. dude. I actually, I, I really, I actually really like that issue. The here's the thing, like the idea of of Batman being like totally burned out from like this fucking city, like let it take care of itself. I actually really like that idea. I think that it would be a fun idea to explore. Um, but I think what's happening right now in Batman is that they are kind of doing a precursor run up to uh, Night's Quest, Night's End, all that stuff. Like, I think they're trying to put Batman into the frame of mind to be like, well, Bane breaks his back and he's like, fuck it. I don't want to do this anymore. You know? Yeah, and he's, like, exhausted, too, because you
1: you have to have something to, like, like, it was like with Superman with the death of Superman, how it wasn't just Doomsday. It was all that crap, like, around him then it was Doomsday, because it's like, oh, it's Superman, so it has to be this giant thing yeah and this is the beginning you're saying of
0: of that i yeah i suspect that this is the beginning of that he um spends uh a few pages like going to the doctor and the doctor being like there's nothing wrong with you like you're you're you've got you're covered in scars but like i don't i don't know man like you're totally (laughs) fine
1: and he's like, a billionaire he's, that's covered in scars.
0: Yeah, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. This is weird, but like, warm up nothing physically wrong with you for me to diagnose. And he's and the Batman's like, so it's all in my head, huh? Just talk to a shrink. And he's like, Well, y- yes and no, like, it's not that easy. And Batman's like, got it, it's that easy. <laughs> you know? And then Jim Gordon's like about to get assassinated by this, there's this character Headhunter, and he is also 90s comics to the max he's just like a uh uh, mohawk like skull earrings like he's calling everyone balls. he's got pouches yes it's very stupid it's very stupid but i actually kind of really enjoyed this issue uh as opposed to the last one so yeah i i think that actually this week was actually a pretty good week for the batman or this month was a good month for the batman comics um yeah. it also brings it brings us to Shadow of the Bat number 7 which I think might have been the best Batman book on the stands it is a story about a bunch of misfit villains coming together to pull a job um, it had art by the legendary Tim Sale in it he gets to draw so many heroes in this story it's so much fun or so many villains in this story it's so much fun he draws Batman he draws Catman he draws Calendar Man Uh, Chancer, who I had has like some kind of luck skill, um, and he's being tracked by Nimrod the Hunter, who's like got a stealth suit, and then Killer Moth shows up at the end. It's just like everything you could ever want. It feels like when I was reading it, it felt like Long Halloween has so many different villains in it, and this felt like a proto Long Halloween, even though Jeff Loeb didn't have anything to do with it it felt like a proto long Halloween. Like I was getting like a little, just a little taste, just a little taste of that long Halloween.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, I'm a huge, I've always been a huge Tim Sale fan. And even as like, he's one of those artists that, uh, even as I would like drift further away from, uh, the, the mainstream superhero books that like anytime I'd be in Sarge's shout out to our, uh, local new London, uh, comic book store. Um, and like i would always you know i'd always check out of like what's going on in the superhero books and like any time tim sale was on any any book i i always jumped to it cuz i remember in junior high um this uh re- this image comic this wildstorm comic deathblow remember deathblow oh yeah of course so, so he was drawing deathblow and he was a, an artist for a while at that point but his his style was more like kind of traditional 90s style and then yeah uh this this new series starts and he just starts going nuts with like just seeing like oh i'll try uh i'll try uh drawing like frank miller this issue you know just like blacks everywhere <laughs> like yeah no maybe more uh ah, actually no. even as like as a kid like i just remember being like this is so cool seeing his like evolution and like someone willing to try something Absolutely. different and like he's uh, yeah and like you said with the uh it almost looks like long Halloween it's like yeah he's almost at that like final stage that his art was like uh, for long like he's fi- he's figuring it out and it's so right it's so rare that you see someone especially after someone gets like a, a success because I can't imagine the anxiety that like someone might feel like oh shit I'm drawing comic books something I've wanted to do my whole life if I change, I'm never gonna get another job again <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) You you, you know, so like. I
0: can't speak speak for that particular anxiety, but the anxiety that I felt when I got my first, like, Marvel DC work, first big two work. uh, Yeah. Was, "Oh, oh, God, I can't fuck this up. I have to get this right. And then it was, like, impossible to banish that thought from my mind. So, like, the entire time I'm working, it's like I got one hand tied behind my back because I'm just panicking the entire time. Like, if you look at people's, like, first Marvel DC work, it's, it's usually, like, them at, like, 80%. Like, they're not they're, – it's not that they, like, couldn't do the job. It's that they needed to, like, get their head straight first as far as, like, doing the job.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you're totally like because um, it's getting close to football season. So there's this saying where you want uh, you want your quarterback to have a short memory because like if they yeah, fuck up and throw right. an interception, like you you don't want them going out there. Like you want them to pretend like it never happened because like you have to right. do. You you can't be thinking what if I fuck up when you're when you're out there or
0: else right you know, right you're, you just like, want your, them yeah, your doing the next gonna play diminish. yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you like you want to do good on the book, but like you want to do so good on the book and get other work for the, you know, the the big guys that you're like, "Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit." I appreciate
0: you bringing sports to the podcast, Jason. I think that there's probably going to be a high demand for that. <laughs> An extremely high demand.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm there has to be fantasy sports at least is so popular. There has to be I know, some and it's so nerdy. percentage. Yeah. There has to be some percentage of, of people who've never watched sports in their life who got fooled by the whole fantasy thing. And now are just, they're just like, well, we've had this league for 10 years now. I still haven't watched a football game, but
0: I love numbers. Yeah. It's basically D and D. I kind of yeah. roped in. I don't know. Now I'm here. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. crossover for sure. In addition to Batman, four eighty seven. And Detective Comics 654 and Shadow of the Bat number seven. There is a fourth Batman Universe book called Robin Three. I don't know why DC was doing this at the time, but they would make little th- like Robin miniseries. And they had Robin One and Robin Two and the Robin numerals. And then now there's Robin Three. And it's called Robin I Three. I
1: remember those.
0: Yeah, they were they were so no. strange. It's so strange to me because oh, I was like, God. I remember seeing them in the um, uh, back issues bins at Sarge's and being like, Robin three, is this about the third Robin? And then I'd look and it's Tim Drake and I'm like, is he the, he's the third Robin, right? He is the third Robin. And I'm like, so Robin two about uh, the second Robin. And I look at and it's and like, Todd. no, it's, it, it's, it, I think it's Tim Drake. I think it's, I don't know for sure. I'd have to check. But like, I was, I remember being like kind of mystified because all these other books would be like, you know, Shadow of the Bat, Last Arkham. And this has Robin, Cry of the Huntress. And I'm like, why not just call it Robin, Cry of the Huntress? I don't know. It confused me when I was a kid. It is still confusing me today. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it hit stands with number one. It is going to actually double ship uh, next month and the month after, and then it's going to conclude the month after that. So once it wraps up, we're going to cover it in the on the pod. But uh, in order to make this not a Robin 3 podcast, <laughs> because there's going to be so much Robin 3 content over the next couple episodes, we're just going to cover it when it all gets done and wrapped up. It's also like pretty separate from the from all the other Mm. batman stuff like it's very much just like a robin adventure and then it also looks to solidify huntress back into the world i guess she was gone for a while and this is like oh she's back and she's definitely in gotham and you should definitely care about huntress please care about huntress please we're begging you in in the bat office we are begging you to care about huntress Please care about Huntress. She drives a Lamborghini, but teaches inner-city youth. Yeah, that, that is true. She does both. Never she does both of those things. Never drives explained. a
1: Lamborghini.
0: Yeah, yeah. High school teacher. Yeah. God, I love just it. Just your, I, just your typical salt of the earth Lamborghini driving high school teacher. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read all of those before the next episode. I mean, I'll I'll read them over and over again yeah. for the.
0: Just a heads up: the scans on the DC app are not great for those. Somebody was like, "Oh, I gotta put these in here." Like, I guess whatever. <laughs> just scan them, put them on the app. Like, who cares? <laughs> Nobody's gonna read this. This doesn't deserve my A game. We we can get we can get to the uh, Batman the animated series issue. Um, it features Joker. Yeah. Uh did you I, I I know you've been like you've watched the show before but you haven't watched recently. No, I haven't. This haven't yet, no. this book this book fucked me up, Jason. This book fucked me up cuz I was like, okay, I'm going to watch all the Joker episodes. And then I was like, okay, what's the date this came out? And now what are what's the show up to? I started looking and then I watched um because this has Harvey Dent in it. I was like, Is Harvey Dent Two-Face? When does he become Two-Face? Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face 17 episodes in. So, like, even though this is in December and we're supposed to be, like, over 40 episodes into the season, it is... We're, like, really... If we're putting it, like, in canon, in this DC animated canon, we're really pre-episode 17. So the only two joker stories that are pre episode 17 are the one that what we talked about previously on the pod which was when the joker got, got cut off by a guy in traffic and then he just for sport torments this guy for like yeah. years that episode was actually written by paul dini uh and it's great <laughs> and there's the second episode is called be a clown where joker kidnaps the mayor's kid The mayor says he's being tough on crime, so the Joker's like, I'm going to get this mayor's kid. Uh, Batman eventually saves the day. It's it's pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot going on. And, like, we never get a Joker origin story, which I actually kind of appreciate. The animated series is like, we're leaving it open-ended. And they always, with the Joker, I feel like they always leave it vague as to his origins, his potential deaths that are happening within the issues and television show. Like I remember thinking when I was watching episodes with the Joker in them that like, Oh, he's dead for sure. And then he just show up again. And I'm like, well, I don't know, whatever I'm along for the ride. That's a big pet peeve of mine. Like I
1: absolutely hate whenever, whenever part of a character is the mystique of where they came from and the damage that they have. Whenever someone goes, That'd be a good idea to explain that. It's like, no, no, it wouldn't.
0: Yeah. Keep it vague. Keep it mysterious.
1: Yeah. Learning that Wolverine was some like whiny fucking rich kid does nothing to be compelling about his character. You know, like it's more compelling that he has a mysterious past that he can't connect to and yet like still strives to be like the better person, you know, like Joker. Right it's also it's it's compelling that he says there was something that put him like this he can't remember what but he was sure there was something and like fuck like even christopher nolan got it that's why like in dark knight like joker changes a story a bunch of times because he's supposed to be you know that part of his brain is supposed to be missing and like when they try to like like I, i i enjoyed isn't there an animated series of uh red hood and like you're still like unsure
0: of if like that actually changed him or not i know there's if we're talking uh you know batman adventures continuity there is the red hood does show up eventually i'm not sure if he's just in the new batman uh, adventures uh that's been coming out currently or if he uh got a movie at some point along the way because i'm not super familiar with the movies but I do know that there has been cartoons with him, and there has been the Teen Titans show, has uh, on HBO Max has a bunch of Red Hood stuff. That's actually pretty good. That Teen Titans show, by the way, is like a backdoor Batman show. It's pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard good things. For good things.
0: Yeah. The the heck Batman show. <laughs> Where's Batman? Ugh.
1: The issue. The issue at hand. Act 1, Joker's Late Night Lunacy. Title of the story, Act 1, A Star's Born. Which was just a great uh, splash page of everyone waiting uh, for Commissioner Gordon to show up to his apartment. Which, yep. again... Just the models of like the callbacks to like you know like Dick Tracy and like and which like the animated series obviously was calling back to like that kind of thing, you know because like the the idea that the commissioner of police of an analogy of a city analogous to either Chicago or New York City, right, live in an apartment building, yeah, 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 yeah. live in just like just this average. Maybe two bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Police commissioner for a major city. That pays, like, man, like, like crap. Like, oh, you wouldn't believe how.
0: Yeah. 40 grand a year. Like, how much can he make? 40 (laughs) grand a year? Probably. Yeah. Can't afford a house yet. Like, come on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he has Joker and, uh, and, and, and the goons, uh, waiting for him. And my God, do I love a, uh, do I love a Ty Templeton Goon? I'm I'm start, I'm, oh, I'm man. looking forward to some great goons this issue. The, this dude this dude in, the, in a bow tie that's essentially like he's he's all torso and just a suggestion
0: of legs. You
1: mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. a, it's be- beautiful.
0: I I have a uh, I have an anecdote about that that we, I learned from the letters column for this issue but we're going to get to it later. Oh, okay, great. Great, great. I'll put a I'll put a pin in that. So Joker, Joker arrives, he's on the scene and this is a culmination of the previous two issues Joker's stealing like little technology things or blueprints or whatever from the previous two issues. So this is trying to wrap up that, that story, but also standalone. And I think they did a pretty good job about it. Uh, because right, right from the get go, it's not like Joker's not like, oh, I got all these pieces. He's he, instead, he's like, I'm in the commissioner's apartment and and my goons are going to kidnap him. It's very tight. It's just like, this is what's necessary. Right.
1: Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't need this scene of him putting, putting the pieces together. He, he got the things that he wanted and just he's going to do the things that he wants to do now because he got the things that Penguin and Catwoman got him. Yeah. So now he's got the commissioner.
0: Yeah. So he, he tranks the, con- the commissioner and the goons drag him off. And then it, it cuts over to Batman. What what's Batman up to? Batman be on a roof. He's yeah. on a rooftop, shouting at a gangster. Yep. Holding a gun to a lady. Yep. So in you his know. element, I would say. Oh yeah, like
1: nothing like I mean, if if Bruce Wayne knew what like, you know, knew how to be horny, like he'd be like, "Ah, why do I always feel this this certain way when these things happen?" You know, but he just doesn't have the he doesn't have the vocabulary for it. But he's like, this makes me this makes me really something something that are I you like. Say,
0: are you saying Bruce Wayne is is horny for uh, punching goons on rooftops is that, is that what yeah. is that what gets him gets him going? Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. that that specific because that's what
1: gets me going too. Yeah, it's the only thing. It's the only thing these it's days. The only anymore. thing. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I mean, come on, like so Batman's up there. It's like the tail end of an investigation that he's conducting separately from whatever the Joker has got going on. Um, he wants some tapes. The goon says he doesn't have the tapes. Batman's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be back. And like, I guess, I guess you don't have the tapes. And then the Batman leaves. And then the goons like, I totally got the tapes. And then Batman pops up again, like immediately after. And he's like, I knew you had the fucking tapes. Like <laughs> it was so
1: silly it is it is silly but then like you listen to these stories cops and batman's a cop cops t- typically just get lucky that people are fucking stupid like there's yeah. rarely oh yeah like there, there's, there's rarely like you know it's like oh, i was a detective working this uh cold murder case for uh 15 years and finally caught the murderer once uh he uh turned himself in yeah and uh <laughs> yeah. all my evidence helps <laughs> helps put him away yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like no no man he, he turned himself in and told you which bog he buried the bodies in that's not
0: right right
1: I mean, what, what, whatever but it is very silly it is very silly but it's it, very it silly is also the way it's presented
0: like, because they have to yeah. do it very quickly but like it is there is a thing of like rattling the cage and seeing what happens kind of thing and that's what Batman's doing it's 100% a yeah. police tactic of being like I'm gonna shake this dude up And then we're going to see what he does. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. He basically solves that, and then he finds a bank of TVs that people are crowded around over at Gotham Video, which is apparently like a place where they sell televisions, not like a video rental place. I found that very confusing.
1: I'll never tire of a writer being like, hey, uh, what time period is this? Oh, vaguely the 50s? Yeah, people still watched... uh, tvs on you know outside of a store right in the, right. the Vegas 50s <laughs> i'm gonna need yeah, to explain yeah, yeah. you know you know what great here's here's how i'm gonna have the greek chorus i'm gonna have my greek chorus of tvs here explaining all this shit for you sure
0: sure yeah you, and joker yeah. just like lord dumps like crazy oh, like yeah. he is just he's just chatting about every his whole plan and what he's got going on he's got gordon Uh, you know, tied up and he's like, yeah, every, every day we're going to, I'm going to interrupt your broadcast. And this is what he needed the tech for. And he's like, I'm going to interrupt your broadcast. And then just like, fuck people up basically. (laughs) I'm just going to tune them up on live TV. And,
1: and after just making fun of that, uh, that, that style of the the televisions uh, I I still got to say though, like they, they make it compelling and dramatic. It's the, you know, this beautiful like panel the The panel break of Batman and the repeated Jokers. Like I swear when I was reading it, I was hearing Mark Hamill's Joker voice. hundred percent. In my dude. head. Like, all, just...
0: all I, when I read this thing, like all I hear is Mark Hamill and uh, Kevin Conroy. Like that's all mm. I hear. It, yeah. Those are, that's yeah. my baseline ever. Even when I read stuff that's not animated series, I can just hear them in my head. Um, And I will say, Between the previous couple pages and the next couple pages, some great shots of Batman doing Batman things, like punching goons and swinging on rooftops. Uh, Ty Templeton like just killing it. And then uh, in the next couple pages, some incredible shots of Joker being the creepiest motherfucker in the room. The craziest, most unhinged sociopath in the room in the planet yeah yeah like it's
1: it's like one of the it 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 made it this being a kid's comic and like even though there was still even though there was still the comics code authority back then like for the other books that were being published it was like might as well have been gone for the most part you know at that point from a lot of like mainstream books in the 90s you know so like it's like whatever is whatever but like The sheer fact of like they're like, oh, well, we can't show it being that violent. It's like, okay well, now it's even more disturbing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they have this these series of shots over the next couple of pages where Joker is telling them, telling everyone that he's basically just going to tune up important people in the city like over and over again every night. Ty Templeton, to his credit, keeps getting like the camera keeps getting closer to the Joker so like joker Mm, keeps getting bigger in frame and like he becomes more of a presence like he starts out on this little tiny tv in a window and then before you know it it's like a shot of commissioner in front of joker holding a bat and and it's like you don't even see all of joker it's just joker's hands and the bat over the whole panel and like Commissioner's face small in the background, being like realizing what is about to happen,
1: yeah, yeah and and just like and then on the next page that the 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 flax and then the the close up of a sweating joker like yeah just like still still laugh, like it's like, oh yeah, wait a minute. yeah, this man is violently
0: insane, so like what you're alluding to is like joker like eventually we get the shot of the bat and then on page seven we have joker like about to swing and and the commissioner in front of him and then the next panel is reaction of like a shocked crowd and ty templeton is such a good cartoonist that like this crowd is like genuinely disturbed and then the next panel is joker sweating still swinging and then stoic Batman panel and you get the wax sound effect and then eventually comes back and he's just like drowning in sweat his hair's a mess he's got his hands on his face and he's just like chaos you know like that's what he wants he wants chaos yeah and then he puts himself back together for the closing of the show because he's a he's a professional joker yeah he's yeah he's
1: he's he's an entertainer you know yeah yeah and he's like
0: well that's all for tonight and you know we'll we'll see you we'll see you next time and i'm on every channel so you can't miss me
1: yeah like that's what's scary about him you know and like no and no offense to anyone who like works on these on these like current books but like that that like joker with like the spikes across his face or something like i don't i don't i don't know i don't like I don't, I don't are follow. you talking kill, killing? Are you talking about the Batman who laughs?
0: Is that what you are talking I about? I think,
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like the the Joker that looks like he he like is trying to impress a goth chick, like really really hard.
0: Oh, you know. Oh, when they like, redesigned him and they like slicked back his hair, they put him in black and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's just and it's just like, well, no, that's not what's. It's like what's supposed to be scary about him is that he's supposed to be this like comedian and he's supposed to be like hey man like let's chuckle and like have bright colors and like I'm a clown and then
0: he's going to fucking murder you like when you take away that that other half of the coin i think you're 100% right about this when you take away that that side where it's like i'm violent and i look violent it like takes away from joker's mystique it should be yeah i'm i'm violent and you're never going to see it coming
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah cuz i don't i'm not advertising that I'm violent
0: cuz that would defeat the, the my point. Yeah, you know? cuz the point the I wouldn't even say the violence is the point for the Joker. Like the point is the show, like the twist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, cuz he's just, you know,
1: he's just a crazy he's just a crazy guy.
0: Yeah. That Joker bit where he's like tuning up Gordon with the bat. I think that was maybe the best of the issue. Yeah. Because From here, it's like all Batman, you know, figuring it out and like putting a stop to the Joker. That moment where like Joker's tuning him up and Batman's helpless is such like a potent moment in the comic.
1: It's the all is lost
0: uh, moment. Yeah, let's get into uh, act two. You want to kick us off? Act two, I want my JTV,
1: which begins with, just the beautiful beautiful man that is uh detective bullock angrily pointing at a uh, a harvey dent that looks like (laughs) and again this this comes from a place of love but like one of my first thoughts when i saw this was like oh this is like a this looks like someone uh was drawing was asked to draw an Italian man in the thirties back when Italians in America were still considered <laughs> ethnic, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, it fits the time period really well.
1: It does. It does. And it's, and it's great. And he does, it does a, like a great job. Yeah. But,
0: like it, it just looks like from a pasta. What's pasta. Yeah. He, he would, he'd be totally at home on a pizza box. hundred <laughs> yeah, uh, percent. Yeah. 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 What's great about Ty Templeton and I think that, like, this is a skill that not a lot of artists have. A lot of artists figure out, and, you know, I'm including myself in that. They figure out a few faces, and they kind of just use them over and over again. And Ty Templeton is really, like, pulling from so many things in this issue. Like, you, you look at, I mean, obviously, Batman's got to look one way. Bullock has to look, look a certain way. Gordon, Joker, they have to match the show. But, like, you look at, like, the crowd scenes, like, shocked at the Joker tuning up uh, uh, Gordon, and you look at um, the goons that he's drawing through the issue, and it's just, like, Ty Temple, man, he's just, like, Ty is just, like, on fire. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's just
1: on fire, this issue. Facial expressions are something that, like, I always, like, I'm always jealous of because I've always been terrible. At them and and it's something that I do really want to work on. And whenever I find an artist that can can do them really well, it's like I just respect it a lot because there's just so much. There's that uh, there's that like subtlety to it to like the expression and to making them look different. You know, because there's only so many shapes, right? You know, and there's only so far that like you can like bring a difference before it seems like too much.
0: Yeah, a lot of artists will will be like, "Okay, I know these faces are similar, so I'm going to give this guy a baseball cap, and this guy's got a mohawk, and and like that's how they kind of like start to to give a heads up to the reader that they're different people." Yeah, yeah. This is mustache guy. This is yeah. right, right, right. And you can you can get away with that a lot, but uh, yeah, Ty Templeton is really just like going the extra mile in these in these issues. I, I think it's one of those things though, where like I think. I think a lot of the
1: impact would be, would be lost if, if he didn't like, I'm sure he could have phoned it in a little bit. If he was like worried about like a deadline or something, he probably could have fudged something, you know, but sure. But he, 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 clearly, he clearly didn't. So, uh, so there's a conversation, uh, with, uh, angry Bullock and a, uh, Harvey Dent, uh, still district attorney, Harvey Dent on the roof, after yep. uh, throwing that bat bat signal up in the air because they're like, we got to catch this Joker. He's going to kill the commissioner. Yeah. And they, uh, there's just a beautiful argument scene. It's just a rooftop. There's just like two pages of two, three pages of just like dialogue and no, no real action. But it's done really well and really smoothly. And uh, and I texted you this and like I, I really want to see a. And I'm I'm mostly serious about this. I I, I would love to see a a book. Like a like a Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, like detective, like series of graphic novels, but done by these two creators here with a character like Harvey Bola, because I just love the way they way he's written, the way he's drawn is just
0: so he he's a presence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they hatch their plan with uh, the district attorney, someone uh, knocking on the door, the district attorney's apartment. He's not expecting anything, but it's just a delivery. This guy's just got something to deliver, and who shows up? The Joker and some goons. Yeah. Some beautiful, beautiful goons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the guy in the bow tie is is back, by the way. He's like as wide as a fucking house. Like Oh god, it's I, I want that man to be my friend. Yeah. I yeah. Want, I want to start a podcast with that man. It's, yeah, right. Yeah. We gotta get some goons on the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. If anyone If anyone's listening to this has ever been a professional goon, we'd love to have you on. Yeah. Uh, Just talk some things out. It'd be a great insight. And so, yeah. And and again, just a great tight action uh, as well. Like there's just like a lot that happens on a single page, but it's Mm -hmm. so fluid and it doesn't feel uh, choppy. Like when they try to like get things done quick, it can sometimes feel like it's just like a, like a, a, like a rug pull or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, but this doesn't, this doesn't feel like that. And so uh, Harvey Dent is captured, and what's this? Batman jumps in. Oh, Batman's yep. beating up some goons. He's beating up some goons, and then he gets hit, some, hit with some darts. Joker. Yep. Joker pulls a gun, hits him with some darts, and there he goes. He's uh, he's got Batman and Dent.
0: Joker's got a great line where he says, Two for one, my lucky day." And I was like, "This is this is very good because." Harvey Dent is two-face. And it's a 2 for 1. This is excellent. Oh Kelly, shit. Kelly Puckett on fire. On fucking fire. Did not pick that up. I
1: was I was too I was too enamored. I'm the I'm the baser animal they were going after and I was just like I was just blinded by the violence.
0: Yeah. You know. The violence. Clapping for that all violence. very good. Yeah. Some some real excellent Batman's fighting them on a staircase, which is like not an easy thing to draw and uh, again, Ty Templeton is like dynamic poses on a staircase. You feel like when people are off balance, like he draws that really well. It's a, it's a very difficult thing to do. Um, everything is just cartooned beautifully. Yeah. Like
1: is, he, was he like challenged by somebody? Like did someone bet him that? I don't like, know, man. Cause you don't you do not <laughs> have
0: to put Batman on a staircase fighting a goon, but like he did and it worked. Yeah.
1: And not and like not at that angle either. Like you could have you could have done it in profile and just done like an idea of stairs and fuck the perspective, you know, like I have, yeah. have to deal with that headache.
0: And like Ty Templeton's like, nah, come on. like He's like, I'm just going like, to knock this thing out. I wonder if with this issue, Ty was like, I know that I'm, uh, this is the last issue that I'm doing for the foreseeable future. Like he doesn't. He doesn't know because they've slated. They said in the first issue that they're going to do six, six issues. And this is the end of like a third issue. And when there's a new creative team that's coming in next. So I wonder if Ty Templeton is like, oh, you're going to replace me? Like, let me me crack my neck and like get in there. You know what I mean? Like he's like cracking his knuckles and he's like drawing the hell out of this thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like some uh some friends of mine that I've had that have been in bands how they're like you know, they like they they always hated following like some band that was just like they didn't know but was played a much better set than they ever hoped. They're like, ah fucking great. Yeah, because they 'cause they wanna follow it, that. You know? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're just like ch uh.
0: I when I did um uh Justice League uh Infinity, I it was like post COVID And I uh, was looking for work, and this was the only thing they had. And I mean, I'm a big, of course, Batman animated DCU fan, uh, DCAU, and so I was like, "All right, all right, you haven't hired me in a while. Like, I'm dying for gigs. I have all the time in the world. I'm gonna fucking destroy this thing. I am like, but when you get these pages in, I'm I'm gonna like flatten you with them. Like, they are gonna be." as as good as I can possibly get them and I wonder if, if Ty had some of that fire when he was like working on this issue
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this so hard that you're gonna you're gonna be like I should I should really call my
0: mom yeah right some, yeah. you know I, it's just gonna well, be that like, good like, I think that Ty was thinking I mean like I'm putting words in his mouth obviously but I think that Ty was thinking <laughs> like you know there's gonna be another artist that comes in here that's very talented like He's yeah. going to do 3 yeah. issues. I'm going to do 3 issues. I want these 3 issues to be the ones you remember. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and probably like hey, it's the start of the series and you know, he's uh-huh. obviously a prefer- cuz I I don't I don't know how long he had been a, a pro at this point, but he wasn't uh he wasn't new, right? No. Like it's
0: not it's not like this was like his first yeah, I gotta his dig up some by any means. old Ty Templeton stuff. I know that he doesn't always draw like this, too. Like this is exceptional for this project. Yeah, yeah, that kind
1: of, oh, that kind of shit too is amazing when they can just be like, when, when an artist can just be like, "Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll try this style.
0: I'll yeah, how about this? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Arrow, arrows in the quiver for sure. Uh, it, yeah. So yeah. Joker, Joker gets his two for one: Harvey Dent and Batman people in bars like the mayor is like watching JTV because like it's on every channel and you can't yeah. avoid it and uh, yeah
1: well in the and in, in the 90s call to the the cultural pervasiveness of MTV with the logo oh and, absolutely and 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 the name obviously like you know like that's something that's just so it's so anachronistic now
0: yeah you know oh yeah absolutely it's, it it's it's definitely of the time for sure. Like you couldn't you couldn't publish this these days. People kids would be like I don't under, I don't know I don't get it. JTV. Yeah, I'd have to Yeah, it have, have to be like be a TikTok YouTube channel or something. Or, yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah,
1: some some yeah, some facsimile uh social media platform. Joker's got Batman all all chained up. Yeah. All
0: chained up and ready to be revealed. I love that like there's on page 15 Joker's like oh, I got Batman all chained up you know and and uh, he reveals them all chained up and it's excellent uh, it's like classic Houdini escape like chains it's it looks awesome and then oh yeah yeah and then uh, Bullock in the in the second to last panel he's like I told him like he's he's like the plan went bad and I fucking told them I was like I was like you're about to watch like your boss your uh district attorney and batman get tuned up by the joker and and bulks just like told you so well i mean is he wrong that's the thing is like it speaks to bullock like just ready to take a, a victory lap in the worst circumstances
1: you know well, well bullock because i said that made me think of big lebowski but bullock definitely is at least in the animated series like for a lot of the time with with the exception of some episodes like It's, he's just kind of, he's just angry all the time and he's like a wrecking ball and just gets in the way and sometimes just makes it worse. Yep. You know, no no matter how good intentioned he is, he's just never wants to learn all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then now after that reveal, it's just immediately onto act three, a flash in the pan. Yep. And we, and we see the reveal and it's Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent is Batman.
0: Yeah, yeah, Joker, what? Joker's like I'm going to demask the Batman publicly on the airwaves. He rips the mask off and it's Harvey Dent.
1: Yeah. And uh everyone's all shocked up until and we see uh Alfred giving just a
0: a beautiful bitchy golf clap. Like my yeah, god, yeah. like that he that knows. that's just like oh, he knows he knows what's going on and he's like good show, sir. The other thing that I really liked about this reveal was like the mayor is like Harvey's Batman and Bullock is like Dent is Batman. But Montoya has a little, a little grin cause she anticipated it. She, like she figured it out before it was revealed as well as Alfred. And she doesn't even know Batman's like true. Like Alfred's got like an inside track on figuring this out early. Montoya is yeah. just fucking on it. Um, And we yeah. see, uh, yeah. we see what, who we thought was uh, district attorney Dent, uh, in ropes, snap the ropes, Superman style, like bust right out of them. Uh, and, and we realize, oh, Dent is dressed as Batman and Batman is dressed as Dent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and you get uh, and then you get right right to it. You know, you get you get right to that action. You get uh, Joker looking kind of a little hurt, a little hurt. You know, he's like, yeah, I've been had. But then uh, gets just
0: cracks just just laid out yeah
1: and then the second panel though is my is my favorite goon is Bo Bo goon and no i don't want yep. him to have a name i want him to be Bo tie goon he is bow Tygoon. the melee starts and joker being joker starts to uh starts to skedaddle
0: yeah of course of course because he knows he can't beat batman hand to hand he's like i'll let the goons deal with this and i'm gonna get the fuck out of here yeah yeah
1: and uh and he's it's just it's also it's great too just like the monologue he gives just like crying just like having tears coming out of him and like yeah. you know I was, I, was try, I was trying to give you people entertainment and yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah
0: he's a showman Joker starts
1: uh beating
0: feet yep he's out of there Batman has mopped up the goons but he's like I gotta go after Joker he takes the time to change into his suit so like I guess just Harvey's now naked and attached to this contraption, locked up, like Houdini style. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe they packed another suit. I don't care. Batman's getting out there, and it turns out they're on a boat. Hold, hold,
1: hold on. You don't you don't want to spend like the next hour trying to figure out how he got into his suit. You don't want to dig a, into that just a
0: story. Deep dive on stuff <laughs> that is totally unnecessary. That that you know that that will be a, a
1: Patreon stretch goal if we ever start a Patreon. <laughs> I, I will please, do like please. hours and hours a month on me talking about the most insane banal shit. Like you give me a topic please, and I will, please. I will dive into that.
0: This is uncharacteristic for a podcast, but I am begging you to not support our Patreon. <laughs> I am on my knees begging you. So Batman, uh, decides he's going to chase after, uh, the Joker, but he's on a boat, but he, he sees the Joker on a second boat, which, uh, logistically also a little sketchy, but okay, we're rolling with it. Batman sees a harpoon gun. He's not going to let Joker get away. Harpoons the boat and he is flying, like attached to this boat, just getting tr- like, like pulled on the water. And, again, Ty Templeton, incredible action. When people do a, a figure drawing and they have line of motion through the figure, like, it's that up and down the line on these pages. Like, you really are there being, like, flung around with Batman. And he does these, like, nice wide panels. Like, a lot of the book so far has been panels that are taller than they are wide to, to accommodate text, to accommodate uh, – uh, you know motion like and stuff yeah the scenes yeah like, so you yeah. can see the backgrounds and stuff like this at this point we're almost entirely horizontal as batman is being pulled and it creates this like incredible motion
1: yeah the the, the last panel on, on on this page on panel 20 like I, I stared at it for like a while like it's just so you're right like just that, that motion that weight like you you feel of it and like the panic of like you know like you can feel it's like oh he's really in the water struggling to yeah pull pull himself from this rope up onto this speeding boat you know like it's just yeah
0: he eventually gets on the boat uh joker's singing a song i've been working on the railroad and then uh batman just slugs him again that's that's (laughs) twice in the twice in the face joker can take a punch You, you gotta give him that at least joker uh Tries to reason with Batman. No, no, no. We're we're all in this together. Violence doesn't solve anything. Like absurd reasoning. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah, blah we're blah a blah, asshole. Yeah, and then he's like, blah blah blah. Turn around, stupid. Batman turns around and he realizes the boat is headed towards the rocks. The boat fucking explodes. And then Batman comes out of the water and he's like, someday soon, I'll have the last laugh, Joker and then you hear joker laughing in the distance and that's it it's a wonderful action-packed uh finale to yeah you know, what'd you I'm, think I'm, of what'd you think of like all three issues as as a whole as a piece
1: i i thought i thought it was a really good introduction uh to batman you know like if if i was gonna get a kid uh into the batman books even today like someone who's like you know eight years old like around that age range i think it's like seems appropriate like for yeah. their age and also it's it's just such a smooth like easy read and um there's not a lot of complication to it if you're not looking for it like obviously like we're we're huge like we're you're, you're a professional diving. i'm a huge yeah i'm a huge comic book fan and like you know have all that like you know theory background and all that crap but but yeah it's it's just a it's really solid really well done they don't try to do um they both obviously did like a very good job you know Yep. And and very and by that I'm, I'm, I mean like very thoughtful, like more thoughtful than it appears they had to be, um, absolutely. But still age appropriate, you know. But obviously yeah. still a pretty solid
0: like, oh, okay, like you know it's it's a good it's a good story. I enjoyed it, and I also feel like uh, the drawings, as you mentioned that like you'd give this to a kid to read to get into Batman. I feel like the drawings are simple enough that uh, are just deceptively complex so a kid could learn how to draw Batman from these books and have a good time with it beyond reading the comic you know uh, yeah and I also feel like because they're deceptively complicated a kid could potentially like pick up like some good habits just from these issues
1: oh totally yeah of like of like motion and Just uh, form, like form. I think form and shapes especially.
0: Yeah. You want to hit the letters column? Let's hit it up. You didn't get a chance to read the letters because they're not included with the uh, Batman Adventures, but there was a few things that I wanted to talk about within the letters column uh, that I kind of gleaned from it. Uh, First thing was that shocked me was that people were putting their full addresses down in these letters. So the letters would come in, right? And then it'd be like, I liked the issue. And then it'd be like, Nick Filardi, And then my full address. And then, <laughs> and I was like, this is wild to me. Because this is 1992. We got to keep that in mind. So we're we're pre-internet yeah. forums. Like, there isn't like the anonymous, like, opinion machine of Twitter. So yeah, you could essentially be like this person read Batman then they liked it and I read Batman and and like it seems like we agree about something I'm gonna write him a letter you know like you could start to correspond with people in the letters columns which is wild to me I wish that uh I was a little older when this stuff came out I started like asking some friends like You know, did you ever correspond with anyone in a letters column? Did you ever send a letter in? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I had a couple of people be like, I sent letters in all the time. Some got published. Some didn't. Uh, Some of my friends were like, you got to hear this story about this person who like entered a correspondence that was like very strange. And then I didn't realize this, but um, the creators, the husband and wife team who created ElfQuest apparently met from a Silver Surfer like issue letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wendy, Wendy wrote in to a Silver Surfer comic and put her name and basically sh- that milkshake brought all the boys to the yard because <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently Jason, she received hundreds of letters. Like it was like a girl who reads Silver Surfer like and has an opinion about it. I gotta gotta write to her, I gotta write to her. And apparently she met Richard through that. I don't know what he did to make his letter stand out from the hundreds of others, but there it is. If I know nerds, and I know because
1: they are my people, my guess is that his letter just contains stuff about how much he also loved the Silver Surfer too, and that was about it. And she was probably like, oh, someone who sees me as a human being, cool <laughs> this person seems interesting and i guarantee you, the vast majority of them were some some version of to from probably like mostly polite and benign to like creepy like oh
0: yeah i bet she got i bet she got some weird ones i bet she got some weird ones but anyway i was struck by that from the letters column that was like jarring to me to see people's full addresses in print and i i half thought i was like maybe i should write to some of these people I wonder if they're in the same house as they are from 1992, but I don't know. Maybe that might be a a future experiment at any rate. um, I took a look at the letters and uh, this is issue three. Most of the letters talked about issue one and uh, issue one was not even in color. A lot of the letters were from uh, a black and white preview that was made available at the Chicago Comic-Con july 2nd to the 4th in 1992 oh wow so it was either that or scott peterson the editor had mailed out some advanced copies of black and white like photocopied stapled together sent them to some people just to get some letters in kind of thing yeah some screeners if you will right right so it's kind of wild because like this is so this is july 1992 when this is uh, coming out for anyone who doesn't know also what was happening in 1992 in comics was uh, the foundation of image image was just getting off the ground. Yeah. So the Chicago comic con featured guests were Eric Larson, Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane, Will Sputaccio, Mark Silvestri and Jim Valentino. And this was right before that they moved to uh, the Rosemont convention center. Um, I when I went to uh, Chicago Comic Con in 2005 when I was like desperately looking for work and I just put it all on a credit card. <laughs> it was like a disaster. But was uh, it still uh, Wizard World at that point? I think it was. It wasn't. I don't know if it was Wizard World in '92. From the flyers that I that I saw online, it was like still mom and pop. Yeah, it didn't become Wizard World till way later. It was at a Ramada, like right off of the airport, and. Jason, there is nothing around there. It says Chicago, but you're like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you're in the burbs. So it was like 5,000 people attending this show. And they had all of the image crew there who are brand new to their new company presenting themselves. And then quietly on the side, there's also this happening with Batman, the animated series. And uh, Batman, the animated series hadn't even dropped yet. So people were getting previews of that as well. Uh, which is, like, pretty exciting. Like, a pretty exciting moment for a comic reader and for anyone who loves comics to attend this show and get these, like, two moments in time, like, right next to each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and also, like, a, a bit overshadowed by frickin' image. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least in yeah. the comic I, book side of it. I was like,
0: also – I was thinking, too, I was like, I wonder, like, how – I assume Scott Peterson was there, like promoting the animated series and DC had a booth. I wonder if Marvel had a booth. Like, how do you, I wonder what, like, what it felt like at the time to be in a Marvel booth, like as a Marvel person and then staring down an image booth. Cause there's only 5,000 people there. There's not a lot of people. It's a small room i wonder if it was like ah no worries it's not a big deal or if it was like visible tension you know what i mean what i remember
1: from image starting up was uh and that's around when i really started paying attention attention to comics yeah. I got, you know around 12 years old or so um like I, I think it was a lot like if you had like a, a blockbuster style film opening the same weekend at jurassic park you know? Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, Oh, dinosaurs, huh? Trying to make dinosaurs popular again. Uh, whatever. Well, our, our, our film has cool explosions in it too. And then like, you know, two weeks later, you're like, no one, no one's thinking about your shit. They're all,
0: yeah. They're all in on Jurassic park. Yeah. 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 So, so I think
1: it was a lot of like probably Marvel and DC guys being like, they'll be, they'll come back to us after they figure out how hard it is to really run, run a publishing business. and,
0: They'll they'll, they'll come back. You think that was in the back of their head? Like, Jim Lee will come back to X-Men. It'll be
1: fine. Uh, uh, Well, you know what? I'm going to reverse course a little bit because I'm now remembering just how much of an insane, insane mess, at least Marvel was, throughout, well, most of its history. So maybe maybe some of the people who were still at Marvel would be like, how come no one from Image has called me yet?
0: I want out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Todd... Todd also very famously was like got everybody together and went to the bosses at like Marvel and were like, Look, we're leaving and this is why. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was bad blood. it's it's oh, there's, there's totally no way to bad know blood. For, yeah. There's no way to know for sure like how that convention was. I wish if I could could talk to Scott Peterson, if I ever meet him at a show, like that's what I want to ask him. I want to ask him about like this particular show, because he's bringing this exceptional Batman content, and then the guest of honor is image, and it's just like how what was the room like? You know what I mean that's 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 a fun thought experiment so uh Scott Peterson also mentioned in a uh, response to a letter that Ty Templeton, and this is what I wanted to talk to you earlier in the pod, he hadn't seen any of the episodes when he started working on these issues, so this oh, is damn. July. This is July, and, like, you know, I don't know how much of the show is made at this point and how much of it is public. I don't know if they're trying to keep it under wraps. And this is also 92, so we're, like, in the VHS era. So, like, they didn't send him any tapes. He didn't live in New York? Uh, I'm not sure. But what uh, Scott Hmm. said was that Ty Templeton had access to a short clip and some model sheets, and that was about it. And he Ah, just kind of extrapolated from there. You see, he fucking nailed it yeah yeah like ty templeton through and through professional um he also mentioned in the in the letters column that uh scott prefers batman more gritty like the killing joke he thought that the killing joke was the standard for batman comics at the time yeah i can see some killing joke in that kidnapping it's 1992 gritty comics are kind of still in favor Like, it was a big 80s thing to make gritty stuff. But the reason he didn't want to do gritty stuff with this particular Batman animated stuff was because uh, they were already experimenting with that, and they had three other Batman uh, monthlies on the stand. Yeah. You know, so he had, like, all these pieces trying to do dark and gritty Batman, and he was like, how do we make something that's exceptional, that, like, stands apart and has its own identity? He purposely wanted to make a fun he calls it this is what he calls it quote fun but by no means simple-minded he wanted to do straightforward plots and i feel like he nailed it yeah well i feel like that's that's the spirit of the show yeah absolutely and not only that but i feel like that direction made these books far more timeless than the other batmans that were reading like the batman detective oh, comic stuff totally. like that stuff is like, it is all trend. It is like, you know. Oh yeah, from the these art are 19- to the
1: story. Right. Yeah, yeah
0: like there, it is nineteen ninety two in a time capsule, and these books feel far more timeless because of that. They're because they're trying to just make a good Batman book, you know.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Try not, try not to at, overthink it.
0: At the very end, Scott teases the next creative team. They are not names that I recognize, but I wanted to mention them anyway because Scott said that uh Marty Pasco is the story editor on the show and he he writes the next couple of issues. Oh, fun. Brad Raider is a storyboard artist on the show and he draws the next couple of issues. Oh, that'll be that'll be really interesting to kind of break down. Yeah, I I think it'll be interesting to see especially because Ty Templeton had no like roadmap for this he was just like I'll fucking figure it out to go from like the Ty Templeton books to someone who is like I have been living and breathing this show two people in fact who have been living and breathing this show for so long I think it'll be a interesting to see if there's like a tone break if like issue four feels different than the first three or not I don't know yeah. we'll see want to hit the two read pile yeah let's hit it up all right so uh what have you been reading otherwise and it's cool if you haven't read anything because man we've gone long on this one
1: yeah we have apologies apologies to you for uh for for editing because you're still editing yeah this one's gonna be a monster to edit yeah, I'm sure I'll find that brevity button once, like I like actually volunteer to edit an episode. I'll just say sure, that sure one word the whole fucking show. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still making my way through uh, King Cat comics. There's, they're they're just they're beautiful. I, I highly recommend anyone look them up. Uh, he's been doing them for so long. It's just such a, just simple drawings, but really well done and uh, emotional, and it's just so. So nice. It's just...
0: Cool. Nice, um, you know. I I got on a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kick. So I played the new game that came out, which is a throwback to the games that we played on the Super Nintendo and, and regular Nintendo and in the arcades in, like, the early 90s. Oh,
1: some, some turtles in so, time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I played that game, and I was like, man, Ninja Turtles are, are good, actually. And then... It like pressed all the buttons in my brain. And then I remembered that um, The Last Ronin was a Ninja Turtle book that came out just recently that got a lot of fan praise and a lot of people talking about it on, on Twitter. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So I picked it up, uh, read through it. It is excellent. The color's printed a little dark compared to previews online, so you might want to read it. Uh, if you do read it, read it uh, digitally. Grab it digitally. Uh, yeah. But it is, oh my... god like the only other turtle comic i read was body count did you ever read that no no i never i never got that
1: deep with the turtle comics honestly like back in the day like discovering the originals were great but
0: body count is a simon beasley uh Raphael oh, casey jones fuck. like and it's just dude it's a murder fest you said simon beasley man you have me right there so Raph uh, at one point is like, you know, these size aren't doing aren't, aren't like letting me kill enough. So he, try, he picks up like a, he picks up like a tech nine and he's like, pulls, <laughs> he can't figure he can't fit his his turtle finger through the trigger guard. He rips the trigger guard off and he just starts wasting foot soldiers. It is. Oh, insane. my God. So I had read, I had read body count like a a long time ago really loved it yeah really loved it and so i was like i'm gonna try last ronin and last ronin also extremely violent it is definitely (laughs) like a ninja story about revenge three of the turtles are dead when they kick it off so there is one left and he is oh damn ready ready to murder everything and it is bonkers like Uh, New York City is like its own island and it is like sealed from the world. And Shredder's grandson basically runs the place with an iron fist. Stockman is on Roosevelt Island and he's basically they're like uneasy alliance, but like kind of dependent on each other kind of thing. It is absolutely buck wild. And Kevin Eastman does some pages in there. Which is like always a treat. Um, yeah, just absolutely buck wild. I loved it. It was so good. And then I was like, you know what? Turtles are good actually. And I picked up the first volume for the IDW series. Yeah. And that one is that one's a little slower. <laughs> that one's a little a little tougher of a read. But uh <laughs> but yeah, I you should definitely try out, um, even if you don't read a lot of TMNT stuff, like the body count and the last Ronin are both incredibly good self-contained books. If you just like street level superheroes, like Spider-Man, Daredevil, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of these two books. Oh yeah. And I, I just, I just
1: want to mention just, just briefly mention, I won't get in, get into what it was, but anyone uh, lo- look up what the uh, Zentric foundation was uh, starts with an X, just type Zentric Foundation into Google and uh, look up the, a really cool thing that launched a lot of careers that someone that came from someone who truly loved comic books and still loves them and had a great amount of success and just said, you know, gave back, which is I I always Yeah. love those the, two a lot for the the Zentric Foundation and like Tundra Press like all that stuff like it's just
0: Yeah, uh so cool. the to see Ninja Turtle guys for all their for all their success for Eastman and Laird for all their success like really loves comics really really just wanted to give back to comics and uh yeah which like yeah. so i had that kernel in the back of my brain too and i was like you know what fuck it tmnt let's do it for simon beasley my god that's all that's all you need yeah. to tell me dude it's bonkers it's you gotta music. read it oh, you gotta read it that's
1: beautiful i i'm i'm putting it on of this
0: People want to correct me they can get in touch with me at Nick Phil or at the podcast Twitter at world' second finest that's with a 2 2 ND world's second finest if they want to correct you where where do they get in touch with
1: you uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter at king of black acid uh, yeah and my my name is Jason
0: on there as well
1: so I'm easy to find I ain't hiding <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. (laughs) Bye.